Hey everybody, I am your host Dan Viennes. Welcome into the Field Goals Podcast once again. A very special edition of the show. Of course, it is Super Bowl weekend. The Chiefs and Eagles get set to kick off Sunday at 3.30 Pacific time. And that gave us an opportunity to have a very special guest on the show. Seahawks running back DJ Dallas is in Glendale to promote a really cool line of workout apparel. Um, But we're going to talk some football with him today, too. Reflect back on last season, look ahead to next season, talk about his career and his offseason program. And so without further ado, here is my conversation with Seahawks running back DJ Dallas. I am joined today by Seahawks running back DJ Dallas, who's down in Arizona in Glendale for the Super Bowl and uh, some of the festivities there. Uh, DJ, first of all, thanks for joining uh, joining me on the show. What's it like down there? What's the buzz like for this game? Uh, it's crazy. Um, everybody's everybody seems to be ready. They they know it's going to be a show, and uh, two high powered teams, really two complete teams, and uh, I think I think this will probably be one of the best Super Bowls to date. Let's hope so. It feels that way. It feels like, uh, and this doesn't always happen, we've got the matchup of the team that was at the end of the season, best team in the NFC against the best team in the AFC. Um, I want to start with this. You're down there um, representing a product called Amorpho that I personally hadn't heard of before this week, but took a look at it, and it looks really cool. It's training gear that's weighted uh, to help with resistance. Uh, How did you discover this, and how has it helped you in your off-season training? Uh, I've been partnered up with the Morpho for uh, going on two years now. Uh, I've been using it every off season, just trying to get bigger, faster, stronger. And uh, that's what the product is. We've got a vest that look like this. And um, it's just, we've, we've got a lot of things, shirts, vests, tights. Uh, but the goal of a Morpho was to make training fun for one and, uh, make it make it more efficient you don't want to wear like a super bulky clunky weight vest or like over over stress your joints in the off season or, or while you're training so that's that's where a morpho came in for me to where uh you know try to be more explosive get more you know out get faster and uh like once you take the stuff off you you definitely feel it so uh yeah, it's it's just it's sleek, it's it's swaggy, like it's it looks good, you know. So uh, it definitely you know, does. It, look good. <laughs> it, it looks like good. you're getting ready for war, even like like you could battle with it on. Oh, it, it kind of does. <laughs> uh, you know, like uh, Killmonger from Black Panther kind of <laughs> resembles that. And really, just checking it out too for any of you out there who want to look into it. It's it's Omorpho, just like it sounds. Uh, and uh, it's for someone who's serious about training, even just personally, it, uh, it's, it seems pretty affordable. I mean, as much as workout gear can cost out there now. Um, was this last off season the first time you used it personally? Uh, well, two off seasons ago. Okay. So after my rookie season and then last year. So it's been two off seasons now. And what kind of difference did you notice in your performance on the field? Uh, I was using it uh, all the way up until training camp this last preseason and I feel like I had one of the best preseasons uh that I've had in this three-year career uh still got a lot of work to do and uh we'll work we've already started working and um yeah hopefully hopefully we'll see see even more results you know come this season 
How does the offseason look for an NFL player, for yourself? It's so much different now as far as restrictions and what teams can do and organize activities. And so you're pretty much on your own to get ready for the season. How do you balance taking some time off for you, yourself, your family, you know, getting getting rested, recovering from the previous season, and also ramping up and getting ready for training camp? What does your offseason routine look like? It's just the progression, uh, recovery, recovery and relaxation first. Uh, I take about 14 days, 14 to 17 days off. Uh, spend that time just, you know, not really laying around, but uh, just trying to let my body recover as, as much as it can. Um, PT, you know, stuff like that. Uh, focusing on nutrition, uh, like dialing in the plan in, in the first 17 days of the off season. And then uh, it's, you just ramp it up gradually. And then so as, when you get to training camp, it, you'll be be almost in, in uh, peak performance shape. Sounds like we're having a good time there behind you at the Super oh, Bowl yeah, today. They're, they're going crazy out here. <laughs> Let's talk about you personally. Uh, just wrapped up your third season uh, after being drafted out of Miami in the fourth round of 2020. Uh, career high in rushing, 186 yards, added 17 catches for another 126, uh, combined 26 kick returns and punt returns. Uh, even threw in some defensive snaps, threw a pass in there, ran some wildcat, a little bit of everything. How would you sum up your third season in the NFL? Got to get better. No? Got to get better. I uh, have fun. Always have fun, but got to get better. I feel like I can be better, and uh, we'll get better next year. So I'm excited for this offseason. I'm excited to to really improve on what I, what I put out last year. I feel like I put out a better product than my first two years. And uh, – yeah, man, I'm I'm just excited to to use this past season as a as a building block for for what it what can be and what is to be. Yeah, what's it like playing for a coach like Pete Carroll, who uh, who as much as that offense has evolved over the last couple of years and gotten more dynamic and diverse at the end of the day, the beginning of the day, throughout the day, he's a guy who loves to run the football. Oh man, as a as a running back, you love that, uh, and just playing for Pete. Pete is. Uh, He's going to live and die on that hill. And uh, you got to love that as a running back. So uh, I just really attribute, like, the success that we had this this season to Shane and Pete and then our O-line and our O-line coaches and, and Chad uh, Morton, our running backs coach, for, you know, having us ready to play. What's that like being around him on a daily basis? Because the guy's in his 70s. Every year now in the offseason, people talk about how much longer can he coach? When's he going to retire? What's it like for you? I mean, playing for Pete Carroll and just seeing that day in, day out, that energy level at his age. Oh, he's the most spry, like, 70-year-old ever. <laughs> like, I've, I've been around some 70-year-olds, and he's, he's like the most youthful 70-year-old I've ever been around. Do you ever hear him talk? Do you ever catch moments where you sense that maybe he sees kind of the, a light at the end of the tunnel, or do you just feel like he's he's in this thing for for a, a lot longer? Yeah, I I, I think Pete'll coach until he can't coach anymore. Uh, he's always he's big on self talk, and uh, Pete'll talk himself if if there is ever a feeling. Like, ah, oh, it might be that time. Pete will talk itself into continuing on coaching. Yeah. For sure. Let's talk about the team. Uh, exceeded everyone's expectations in 2022 um, with nine wins, uh, a, 
uh, going into the season, of course, after Russell Wilson was traded away and some uncertainty in, in a number of spots on the roster, there were people predicting two wins, three wins, top three draft pick, maybe the first pick in the draft. You guys go out and, and establish pretty early in the season that you were a team to be reckoned with, that you were going to be in the playoff race all year. You make the playoffs, you lose to the 49ers, but but your last impression on the football field is you get to see up close uh, and get eliminated by a team that at that time, in that moment, might have been the best team in the NFC, if not the entire league. Is that is that a little extra motivation for you guys going into the offseason to see that team that you're chasing in the division that was so hot at that time up close as the last game that you play? Uh, yeah, you wouldn't want to lose to anybody else. Like that's They were the best team in the NFC. You, you don't want to lose to you know, the worst team and get, get put out. But uh, going back to like the beginning of the season, I, I feel like, you know, the guys in the locker room really, really bought into to us making that push and making that run. And uh, when it all came down to it, we played those, we played the 49ers three times, lost all three games, but they were the best team in the league most of the, most of the season. So, you know, losing to those guys, yeah, it sucked, but we lost to the best team in the in the NFL. You know, we lost. And how do you feel now going into this offseason? And obviously, you know, a lot can happen. Free agency, the draft, all sorts of acquisitions and, and losses can occur. How how does this team feel heading into this offseason about how far away you might be to taking that next step and contending for that Super Bowl next year in Vegas? Uh, I think we've we've got everything we we need. Uh, I feel like we'll we'll get back there and and like I said, this last season was really a precursor to what what will happen next season. We'll be better. Guys will have more experience. Uh, veteran guys will have more experience. Uh, vets will will lead even stronger than they've led before. And I, I feel like we'll we'll be able to make the push and, and get over the hump. Let's talk running backs. Um, first of all, I want to ask you this. Who are guys that you watch around the league and are impressed with? Who are your favorite running backs in the NFL today? Uh, my favorite running backs? I like uh, Alvin Kamara. That's, that's a big one. Um, shoot. Tony Pollard. Pollard's a good one. Okay. Um. Uh, Montgomery from from uh, Chicago is probably my favorite. Hmm. He he runs tough. Like that's I don't know. He just runs tough. He he makes plays. Catches the ball well, fast. like you too. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, let's talk about your running mate, uh, the rookie Kenneth Walker the third out of Michigan State. Just just finished uh, second place in uh, offensive rookie of the year, even though he received more first place votes. Um, got the chance to start full time after uh, Rashad Penny went down with the injury uh, early in the season. Just tell me what you saw out of the rookie in his first year. Yeah, he he should have probably won that award, but uh, <laughs> man, he he came on like, you know, I, I really feel like his resume really speaks for itself. His resume speaks for itself. I don't, I think he finished with like what four point six a carry this year or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's 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 dang good for for a rookie first time dude in the league. Uh, he's mature beyond his years. Um, 
you know, he 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 brings that that energy to the game. Like he brings the passion to the game, and you can see it with every run that he makes, every every catch that he that he catches. And uh, yeah, man, he he made our room better. He made our room better. He made me better. How much contact have you had with Rashad Penny um, lately? And and do, is there any update you might have on his rehabilitation and whether he might consider, even though he's a free agent this offseason, coming back and making another run with the Seahawks? Uh, I haven't even talked to Penny. I don't okay. know. It's since like, I think it's been like a week or two. Okay. But it's, he's, he's in good spirits. He's he's happy. He's, he's getting better. He's good. getting back to his old self. And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't if we didn't talk about the quarterback uh, named officially comeback player of the year. He's won a, a couple of different comeback player of the year awards. Geno Smith uh, just just exceeded everyone's expectations. I'm gonna you've probably been asked this a million times this season, but in training camp when it was still a question publicly anyway, who was going to be the starter? Was it going to be Geno? How was this team going to perform if it was Geno Smith? Did you see out of him early on in training camp? Did you know? that this was going to happen this year? Uh, well, it probably goes back to two years ago when I was a rookie, just watching Gino, how he went about his business every day uh, as the backup. So, uh, yeah, Gino, Gino was ready. He was ready. He, he put the work in, and he just he just stepped into that light this season. And, uh, you know, we're, we're grateful for him, and uh, we can't wait to see what he does next season. Speaking of uh, progression and development, I want to ask you this too: as as uh, you know, key to the running game, and as a guy who loves to run the rock, um, two rookie offensive tackles starting the entire season—that's rare. That just doesn't happen very often. Um, and those guys seem to play so well uh, by any measure and any metric uh, the entire season. Really hit the ground running. As a running back, um, were you surprised by that? Two rookies playing to that level. Uh, no, I just know those. Well, outside looking in, you probably say, like, yeah, he's he, you, you could probably be surprised because they're playing that well. But just the just the work that they put in in the offseason and, and watching them work, uh, through OTAs and, and through training camp, like, I knew it was, it was destined to happen, you know. And uh, our, our whole O line, man, they we just kind of all put it together, and uh, it was it was fun to watch us run the ball against teams that they thought we couldn't run the ball against, you know. So yeah. I'm I'm proud of those two rookie tackles. And like I said, they'll they'll get better next year. They'll have this whole year of experience plus more. And uh yeah, I think I think we'll we'll have enough firepower to make a run at it. All right, let's wrap it up with this. You touched on it early. You think it's going to be a great game. Uh, Chiefs-Eagles, of course, you saw the Chiefs on Christmas Eve, 24-10 to 10 loss, but really played them tough, especially in the second half. Didn't see the Eagles this year. Do you have a, do you have a dog in this, in this race? Who do you like in this game? I think I like the Eagles. I think yeah. I like the Eagles. You can go uh, NFC? I like, yeah, I feel like they're a more complete team. Uh, I feel like they'll just get it done, man. They've, they've got a young Jalen Hurts and – you know, I don't know. He's my boy. I got a couple of friends on the team, so I guess I'll I'll go with them. I think we have the Eagles on the schedule in 2023 too, right? Might might be facing the Super Bowl champions. That'll be cool. Might be playing in the Super Bowl next year if all goes according to plan. DJ Dallas, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us here on the show. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right, that was my conversation with Seahawks running back DJ Dallas. Real cool opportunity there. Thank you to him. 
and his people for making him available. Um, I thought he had a really solid 2022, but I agree with him. I think there's more in the tank there, and I think DJ Dallas's role can continue to grow in the Seahawks offense as we head into 2023. Uh, that's going to do it for this one. Enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. I'll be back next week. Um, Monday, Michael Thompson from 12th Man Rising will be joining me once again. We're going to do dueling mock drafts on Mock Draft Monday. We're going to prepare a different mock draft. We're not going to talk about it ahead of time. We're going to use two different mock draft simulators and then compare uh, on air and uh, discuss which direction the two of us decided to take. Now that uh, the All-Star Games are wrapped up, we get ready for the Combine and then free agency and the draft. Just a few weeks left in the Field Goals podcast. Remember, um, I'll have some details very soon about my next show and uh, what I will be doing beginning in March. I'm going to take some time off at the end of this month. Dana's out of town right now. When she comes back, we're going to get together at least one more time. We're going to get together with Brandon, of course, from the Seahawkers podcast and formerly of this microphone and do a proper wrap-up of this podcast uh, before we turn off the microphone. So stay tuned for details from me and Dana, things that she has going on. And Brandon, of course, will be continuing with the Seahawkers podcast on his own. Um, stay tuned for that. You can follow me on Twitter uh, for at least as long as Twitter exists or I'm on it. Don't get me started on that. Each day I get a little less, uh, well, let's say I get a little more cynical about the long-term viability of my favorite social media platform. But for now, at Seahawks Forever, follow me there. And that's also a little bit of a hint as to what I'll be doing podcasting moving forward. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Talk to you next week.